Logan and Rebel use an embarrassing amount of F-bombs. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to another episode of the Looking Glass Podcast. I'm your host, Logan Pyatt. And I'm Rebel. What happened? Well, you know, like we're supposed to give that 10 seconds of silence. Yeah. Before we start the episode. Of course, the people never hear it. Yeah. And that gives our editor and producer and friend, Seabiscuit, levels to, uh, beginning levels to adjust and get rid of background noise and stuff. I remember how it works. And we did nothing but make noise <laughs> the whole 10 seconds. By we, you mean me, don't you? You're drinking a Gatorade. I was moaning. You were grunting. <laughs> we're off to a great start. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Chandler can fix it. Chandler can fix anything. Fix it. You're such a good fixer. How you doing, bud? Talking to me or Chandler? Talking to you. Doing good. How are you? Oh, not too bad. A little tired. Got the day off, though. I'm not ready for this heat. No, I'm not either. I'm sweating right now. The heat is stupid. I need we to, have a sweatshirt on. I need on. to take this hoodie off. It's supposed to be 90 today. Yeah. Did you see that there's a... And you all hooded up. Real good chance of tornadoes. I saw there was a... Yeah. We were in a storm alert. We had bait or baseball. Golf ball size hail last night. Here? Watson. Oh. Yeah. I saw a supercell went up there. Bad deal, man. It's happening. I do love storms, though. I love big, nasty ones. Thanks. I've already been hit by bigger than golf ball size hail. Not personally, you know, with my pickup. I just found out a couple of days ago that there's a grown man that you and I both know that is terrified of storms. Really? An adult? Yeah. I was terrified of him as a kid, but that's pretty natural, I think. This guy's in his 60s. Shoot a boot. And he's scared of storms. How's the, how do you muster up the energy to get up in the morning? Excuse me. I don't know. Are you afraid of him at all now? Storms? Yeah. No. Not even, <laughs> no, I'm an adult. Are your kids afraid of them? Uh, no. Huh. Everybody's just fearless out there. I wouldn't say that one bit. Uh, and you're on the tallest hill in the county. But storms, no. We're not scared of storms. Hmm. When I was young, 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 I didn't really care for them. I'd get real nervous. I'd pace around the house. That's I, what I'm talking about. That's what I would do. I always thought it was going to tornado. Yeah, when you're a kid, they. I mean, you run through the drills... Seemed like weekly at school, between earthquakes, tornadoes, and nuclear attacks, you just thought weekly you better be prepared because every time that sun rises, there could be a nuke on you inside a they tornado. Just try to condition us to scare the shit out of us. I guess. Well, I, you grew up through the Cold War, right? That's what I'm saying, man. Nukes. I mean, they just made you try to hate the Russians since you were born. Well, they just made it very clear that we were going to be nuked at some point. <laughs> Eventually, you guys do understand that there will be a nuclear bomb go off. It's not a question of if. <laughs> it's when. So if we get nuked, uh, Mr. Whoever, you sure being under this desk is going to help? 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, just in case it's during a tornado, just put your head between your legs. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be fine. But yeah, you're right. They uh, they used to make us do fire drills and tornado drills all the time. Fire drills, I understand. Tornado drills, I understand. We're not in a huge earthquake zone up here. We felt a tremor or two before, but uh, yeah. nothing big. Nukes, I think we're... I think the biggest re- right now the biggest recorded earthquake ever happened in Missouri in the history of the world. Yes, down to boot. Yeah, and that's the one that made the Mississippi River run backwards. I don't know if it was the biggest in the world, but I just say things like that sometimes. I mean, there's a big fault in South Missouri, I believe. Right down Missouri, Arkansas area, I think there's a pretty big fault. Biggest line. earthquake ever. I have I'm not saying you're wrong. I have no clue if the biggest earthquake in the history of the world happened in Missouri, but that'd just be another cool thing we could put under our belt. Uh, the because we're still here, you know. No, it was in Chile. Mm, close. <laughs> How big was it? Nine point five. That's so stupid that you can't get. They can't even get a ten, can you? No. Is nine nine the biggest? Well, I I have no idea. Once again, I'm just saying things. On the Richter scale? Yeah, it turns out that the Missouri earthquake isn't even like the top 10. Maybe it was the biggest in Missouri. Certainly the biggest in Missouri. The biggest earthquake in Missouri would have to be the biggest in Missouri. <laughs> I bet that's what you were trying to say. <laughs> Is that I what you were trying to say? I can't even find it on here at all. So, well, that's well, embarrassing. you hear things. You know, you hear things and you pass them along. And then There's we, been murmurings. And then you learn things. Boy, I am embarrassed. Oh, well. Uh, I feel it's embarrassing that Mr. Richter, whenever he did the scale, Bill, Bill Richter, uh, just, uh, made it go to 10 earthquakes are pretty scary things and there's nothing you can do about when that earth starts shaking, you literally just cover your head and wait, put your wiener on it. I feel like the scale should have went to at least a hundred, if not a thousand, a thousand to make it sound even I don't like there's any scales that go to a thousand. Well, I mean, think about it. You're like, oh man, there was a massive earthquake. Oh yeah, how big? It was a seven point two. Like, dude, I've done tons of those. You know, <laughs> I've been through so many seven point twos. They're not scary at all. Went through one on the way I'll here. I'll tell you what's scary is a two point two. Now that's scary. You're like, are we talking about the same thing? I'm like, I don't even know. But the scale <laughs> should be bigger. Right. Well, uh, now you tell someone you had a 720 earthquake. <laughs> okay. That'd be a big one. That's a big earthquake. Yeah, that's a good point. Or even a 72. 72's an average earthquake. You know, it's a C minus earthquake, but a 720. What about the tornado scale? It only goes to five. Yeah. Does that piss you off? Well, that they're just kind of measuring them. What about the DEFCON scale going backwards? Figure that out. Didn't know that until like a couple weeks ago. DEFCON 1's actually really bad. 5's okay. Yeah, 5's you're fine. 5's just, you know, it's like a Sunday morning going to church. That's like a 3 earthquake. Figure that out. But if it was a 300, people would take it serious. Yeah. I don't know, man. This thing is a things to think about. Why don't you call Bill Richter? Well, I don't know him personally. I should probably call him Mr. Richter. William. Mr. William Richter. Yeah. 
I don't actually know if the Richter scale guy's first name was Bill or not. Well, I assume it's not, but you just threw it out there so we can go with it. Bill Richter's a cool name. Strong name. It is a strong name. You wouldn't get picked on with the name Bill Richter. No. Bill Richter sounds like one of those old school, like real stern superintendents. Who happens to be a serial killer at, at night. Yeah. I'm Mr. Richter. And I'm here to take care of you. Actually, I do think his name's Bill Richter. Could be. Who invented the Richter scale? Oh, James Naismith invented basketball. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. It is true. In Kansas. Basketball uh, was invented in Kansas. Charles. <laughs> Wasn't it? I feel like they were playing it, I don't know, thousands of years ago. Some form of shooting a hoop into a, into a, shooting a ball into a hoop. <laughs> I think now, that, I don't know if they had rubber balls and inflation, but. I think that it was invented in Kansas. Yeah, I believe you. I'm, uh, I'm all in on that. Charles Francis Richter. Bill. But his friends called him Bill. Uh, who invented basketball? James Naismith. That guy. Look at this, man. This wasn't that long ago. James Naismith was a Canadian-American physical educator, physician, Christian chaplain, sports coach, best known as the inventor of the game basketball. <laughs> what have you done with your life? I don't know. Invented basketball? <laughs> what have you done? I donated uh, to a few local charities. He wrote the original basketball rule book and founded the University of Kansas basketball program. Okay, well, I still don't think that's discovering, inventing the game of basketball. What do you... I think that's putting rules around. Man, I'm telling you, they were shooting balls into hoops thousands of years ago. How there, there's no way you can know that. They found old concrete. They found hoops. old old. What would you have a hoop? Nike for? basketballs. That's what I'm saying. Different balls, probably stones, but a form. Of, I mean, they found they found found old concrete hoops up on pedestals. From the olden days over the big pond. In Kansas? Now, what do you think? Yeah, in Kansas. So what do you think <laughs> those were for? If you see something that kind of looks like a basketball hoop up on an old concrete basketball hoop up on a pedestal. Sacrifices. Or basketball. Maybe. We're just going to have to agree to disagree here. You just don't want to give anything to Kansas. Nah, there's some truth to that. Uh, I agree with you. Now, the modern game of basketball, sure, I'll go in with that. But as far as shooting the hoop, that's going back a ways. That's what I call basketball. Shooting the hoop? Reese gets done with basketball practice. I'm like, well, did you shoot the hoop? She's like, yes, Dad. Shot the hoop. Did you play basketball? In junior high. Were you really good? Too good, so they asked me not to play in high school. Yeah, we we get awfully tired of winning. <laughs> so if you could just not play in high school, that'd be fantastic. Turns out some other guys want to get some stuff on their stat sheets. The other schools were signing petitions just because it was not fair. Call me Rain Man. I bet they did. White chocolate. Because I could just make it make it fall at any time. Because you could throw the ball really far. Could do that. <laughs> uh, no, in junior high, if I remember right, wasn't the best. I wasn't a pure shooter. Uh -huh. I hate to say that because I've told my kids differently. Uh <laughs> Wasn't the purest shooter, but boy, could I foul good. <laughs> Turns out wrestling was my thing. I, that makes sense. So they just put you in the paint? 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, they didn't let me dance out around the key much, which was always disappointing because <laughs> I felt that's where I was going to shine. I was that guy, you know, if you ever accidentally pass it to me. <laughs> You're putting it up. <laughs> I'm too deep. There was no such thing as too deep. You understand? I wish I could have seen that. There's got to be old footage from it. They didn't let me out of the paint much. Of course, I didn't last long either. In the game. I mean, I found out every game. There, I cannot. Of course, it was a long time ago, so I don't remember the games much. But I remember found out a lot, so I just can't imagine there was a game I didn't foul out. You were just a bull. Well, it's just basketball is so stupid in general. Not a fan. And I know it's a lot of people's favorite sport, and that's fine. This is an opinion piece. It's so stupid. Like I, and this is back in the you know early nineties. Elementary basketball for me was in the late eighties, early nineties. Right. I mean, that's back when you could play. You know, the old Pistons and you know Celtics brawling it out. You know, rough. Mm-hmm. And they don't let you do that well, when you're a kid. I'll tell you that. Oh, well, the Pistons, the bad boys. You barely brush up against someone. Tweet. Tweet. Well, that's because LeBron He's James sticking is... that ref's ass. He's just out there, tweet, and you get five of those, and then you sit the whole time and tell the coach how you could be doing better than all those kids. <laughs> <laughs> I know, Rebel. Just please shut up. Go sit with your parents. Right? No, nah, it wasn't my thing. I did it in junior high. I did, too. In high school, it overlaps with wrestling, so you pick one. Right. Got a great picture of me playing basketball. I thought you just did golf. My freshman year, I played basketball. Oh, I didn't know that. Is that true? I didn't know you played basketball your freshman year. I thought you just said you only ever played golf in high school. Oh, no. I played my freshman year. Have you never seen my freshman year picture? Maybe I haven't. Just thought it was junior high. Oh, no. It's it's from- The one where you fill out the jersey decent? (laughs) Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. I mean, I filled out my jersey, too. I think that's another reason I didn't like basketball that much. Because, man, we had the shortest shorts- you know, I was a bigger kid anyway, and it just felt weird being in those. Some people are just so happy to be in the shortest shorts. Was your wiener always hanging out of them? That wasn't a problem, I assure you. Um, But uh, it was mildly embarrassing for a young man. Yeah. yeah so, a- you look good. So, why did... <laughs> I mean it. look fine. Look That's the worst I hair think. of all time. Well, I mean, hair was different back then. Just a big boy. Isn't that pretty much the hair I have now? <laughs> it's pretty close, isn't it? What no. Are you, what are you trying to say? Yours, yours is more feathered. Yours flows better. Feathered hammer. That though. looks like a Dutch boy. But it looked cool at the time. Yeah. Whenever no- you look back on old pics, you just got to remember, you know, no one made fun of me at the time because this is what everyone was doing. It was, it was a timepiece. It's true. It was fine. I assume you had a mullet. Of course I had a mullet. Lots of kids had mullets. It was cool. Adults had mullets. If you didn't have a mullet, you were kind of a bitch. Yeah. They're trying to bring the mullet back. I'm not into them now. Didn't Ryder have one for a while? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you tell him? No. Just let him do what he wanted with his hair, but it, mullets aren't my thing anymore. Some of them look good. There was a time and place. Some of them do look good. They really do. Like whatever the cornbread cowboy has going on. Yeah, some of those look actually really good. But some of those are trying, and it just doesn't either fit their body or their face or their outfit. I don't know. Sometimes they look terrible, and sometimes they make you a little jealous because they look so good. Too good. 
I just, well, I guess what I'm trying to say, I don't know if there's middle ground on a mullet. Very sick. They're sex. either spectacular or you should just get rid of it. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to go with whatever I got going on now. And in 10 years, it may be embarrassing. I can't imagine. You're just, I mean, you're what every guy looks like now with the short hair on top, and which is fine. It's a good look. Thanks. But I don't know how that could ever be looked back on. Be like, oh, that hair's hideous. Like, not it's like just a, a fade with a, not like a perm or something. Right. Do you ever have a perm? I didn't. Are you lying? No, I didn't. Did some my hair's not real permable. Did some of your friends have perms? Uh yeah. Remember when we went through the thing, everybody was frosting their tips? I never did that. I couldn't quite get behind that. I agree. It was that's one of those things you look back on and you're like, oh my. What? There's no way you looked in the mirror with those frosted tips and thought, yeah, baby. I never once did that. This is my I promise. Why'd you give up basketball? I sucked. Well, you were a freshman. Most freshmen suck unless they're like super studs. I just, I wasn't good. It was embarrassing. So like me in junior high. Every time I would come in to the games... If I ever did score, which I think I like my entire freshman year, I scored like six points. That's not bad. You probably didn't get a lot of playing time as a freshman. Well, the crowd would erupt like even the away. Oh, shit. Yeah, even the away (laughs) crowd. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I'm not stupid. I was like, I'm the the chubby, embarrassing kid. I'm the make-a-wish kid. Yeah, so if there like, was internet back then or, you know, things went viral back then, I'd be hit dropping likes and hearts on it on Facebook because it brings a tear to your eye. <laughs> so I was like, I see what's going on here. You, like, run in off the bench and you fall down, but then you get the opponents help you up, and then they hand you the ball, and the ref doesn't make you even dribble, and you're, like, scooting towards the basket, <laughs> and everyone's, like, pretending like they're, you know, defending you. <laughs> But you're not dribbling. You just keep scooting, and the ref's even clapping at this point. He's wore out from fouling my ass out. And then you put it up, and then everybody's pretending like they're defending. You put it up, and of course you miss. It hits the bottom of the rim because <laughs> you're underneath it, and the defender gets it. And he hands it back to you, and you scoot out a little further. And then you finally shoot it, and it goes in, and the crowd just. Freaking goes nuts. Yeah. What a feeling, huh? Yeah. What a feeling. That's pretty much happened. I remember one time a kid stepped on my foot and I fell down. And when I hit the the wood floor, it made like the loudest smack ever. <laughs> and you could, hear, you, could, you could hear people like, oh. <laughs> Help them up. Like anybody else, they probably would have laughed. But I was just this chubby, dorky looking kid. So they all felt bad. I wish you would have stuck with it. You might have had a natural shot and you didn't even figure it out just never even knew it yeah it's hard telling but we got through that childhood's awkward in general yeah it is and once you're an adult and you have kids so stuff like that's mortifying right you make a basket the whole everyone's cheers like you're in the special olympics right that's mortifying as a kid i think people thought i was right but you get become an adult and if a kid falls flat on his face on the court or you know at a theater falls and face plants on the stage or whatever that mortifies you as a child the adults are like ah poor kid come on get up you can use it you know they're rooting for you right but you think as a kid that everyone's laughing at you and no one's laughing unless they're an absolute loser you know what i mean you and i'd be laughing 
No, shit, no, man. Just you. No, I don't think I'd laugh and make fun of the kids. That's good. You remember that time you and I went to a funeral together and you absolutely had me crying laughing? Well, that was just a weird setup. But everybody everybody was turned around looking at us. It was before it started. Yeah, but it was not a good, I mean, it's not the time and place to be laughing like that. Uh, Sometimes it's a celebration of life, but this was before it started. We weren't interrupting. I couldn't breathe. We weren't even in the same room. We were like three (laughs) rooms removed. It was a very big turnout, which was great for a very awesome dude. In fact, we covered it on the show once, but yeah. Did we already talk about it? Yeah, but we... uh, Like, oh man, this chair's killed. Before it started, we were definitely... We were in the most uncomfortable chairs known to man. (laughs) Like, this chair's killed my back. I'll go get the family and let them know what kind of pain you're going through. I'm sure they'd have been real receptive <laughs> to your demands. Kind of sit here with you guys. Uh, we shit. probably shouldn't do things together. No, probably. serious. Uh, should we give some music so we get to the other side? So yeah, we, we were here too long, weren't we? we say curse words? Yeah, I'm ready to cuss and have a bourbon. Okay. You want me to go first? You want to? Well, I have two. Do you just have the one? I just have the one. So I say we just stick to me, you, me. Okay. Otherwise, it gets awkward. I understand. Thank you for that lovely tune. That funky music will drive us till the dawn. Let's go, let's boogaloo till we puke. This week, coming off the Patreon wire, Greg Hodge. He's been with us a long time. Yeah, hey, he Greg. Is. Thanks, and, Greg. And thank you, Greg. Sends in Waylon Jennings. Drift away. Day after day, I'm more confused. I look for the light through the pouring. You know that's a game that I'd hate to lose Feeling the pain Ain't it a shame Oh, give me the beat, boys, and free my soul I wanna get lost in your rock and roll And drift away Give me the beat, boys, and free my soul that's a wonderful song. And you could never have too much Waylon on any playlist, period. So thank you, Greg, for that. I think Waylon's really good. Uh, I don't know if anybody would argue that. In the world, even people who don't speak English could listen to that and be like, see? Even the people throwing stones and... Old concrete pedestals. They would like Waylon Jennings. See, si. see. Si. You think everybody in the world speaks Spanish other than us? Maybe someday. Well, probably. They're a sleeper. Okay, this one was sent in by our good friend Kevin Yeatman, who doesn't know shit about pizza, but he sends in Cor Blonde. Time to switch to whiskey. It's time to switch to whiskey, we've been drinking beer all night You can fish for bass and cut your grass and drink that purple gas Sure enough, put the powerful stuff that'll knock you on your ass It's like diesel fuel, nobody's fool, don't want to get left behind It's time to switch to whiskey, we've been drinking beer all night There is a point of an evening where the guy has that thought Time to switch to whiskey? Yeah. I'm just pissing too much. The 
feeling too full, bloating, whatever it is. I'm just time to switch to listen. I'm ready to go numb. <laughs> ready for it to be over. <laughs> I didn't listen to the song, but I assume he has somewhat a good taste. We'll find out. But he's the guy that thinks that uh, Little Caesar is yeah. just better than Casey's. It's embarrassing. Yeah, and he keeps calling for this showdown to be answered once and for all. Dude, I've never had Little Caesars, and I don't even know where one's at. I mean, there isn't one close to me is what I'm trying to say. Right. St. Joe, maybe. Is there? I don't I have no idea. I've never seen one there. Well, that's because I don't think they actually exist. No, I think they're real because I saw a commercial this morning for their pretzel crust, which I had pretzel crust at pizza at one time. I'll never do that again. It's too salty. It sucked. I had to brush all the salt off and it was fine. Mm. But you don't want that much salt on your crust. But I like unsalted pretzels versus salted pretzels. Really? Uh, as far as the big, big soft ones. I'll be damned. Those big chunks of salt are too much, and I love salt. Well, as long as they don't overdo it. They're pretty covered. Yeah, I don't like those the big big square hunks of salt. Pretzel salt. Pretzel salt. That's why I get unsalted. Or brush it off. I like to have a little bit, though. Hmm. That's what I'm saying. I just got to do it myself. I got to do it myself. You mind if I go back here and make a pretzel? Go for it. Does that mean take a shit? No, I was just being you at the at the counter. Oh. You said you like to just do it yourself. Well, I just assumed they just put the salt out. What can I get for you, sir? Uh, I want a pretzel, but I'm going to go back and make it. I'm going to just do it myself. I'm going to microwave it myself. You guys always screw it up. Yeah, no, they're like built into it. Like the salt was put on when the dough was raw at the factory. Yeah, I agree. It's gross. I used to always have to work the concession stand at all the basketball games since I didn't play. That makes sense, helping out. I was a really good cook. Still are. Everybody was like, whoa. That guy can nuke a pretzel. <laughs> that guy can fucking nuke. Whoops, damn it. <clears throat> We're here too long. Sorry. And finishing up our Red Dirt recommendations, also off the Patreon wire, Nick sends in Corey Smith. If I could do it again. Best friends in a pickup truck with a Panama City bound. Eight hours in the back wind blowing with the sun beating down. Making plans to raise some hell. Celebrating our senior year. I had a trash bag full of clothes and a suitcase full of beers. We got pulled over by the Alabama State Patrol. But they never found the booze. So they had to let us go on. If I could do it again, you know I'd with the sand. Did it say Nick who? This said Nick. Hmm. Good choice, Nick. I like that song. Uh, it's it's a very easily listening song. It's a little upbeat a little, for you. A little happy for me. A little upbeat, but it is a good song. Yeah, it's about smacking butts and drinking beers on the spring break. Holler. You look, out. you look butts and beers. All right. Well, thank you, freeloaders, very much for uh, listening to us. We are going to head on over to the Patreon. You can do the same if you'd like. You just go and download the Patreon app. Look for the Looking Glass podcast. That's us. Pick a tier, any tier. And Reb and I will do our best to tell you some stories and keep you giggling. Oh, and rest R.I.P. Jerry Springer. It's not Jerry Springer. We're going to cover that on the other side. And Gordon Lightfoot. Gosh. Bad week. All right. See you guys. Love you. Bye. There's a port on a western bay and it serves.
sailors pass the time away and talk about their homes. And there's a girl in this harbor town and she works laying whiskey down. They say brandy, fetch another round. She serves them whiskey and wine. The sailors say brandy, you're a fine girl. Say, she hears them say, Brandy, you're a fine girl. You're a fine. 